Hello, this is Nikki Moffat, the Australian living in Atlanta, USA, in the micro community of East Cobb. This is episode two of Stories Not Stereotypes, the East Cobb Chronicles. I like to talk a lot, and I love talking to people and listening to their stories. Stereotypes are everywhere. Maybe you can recognize yourself in them a little bit, maybe not. If you do, you can embrace it, own it, because a stereotype never has to define you. And a stereotype is never the full story. The East Cobb Chronicles aims to delve into the East Cobb stereotype that people seem to innately understand, even if they don't identify with it or haven't read Wendy Wax's Magnolia Wednesdays. And what I want to do is introduce you to an exciting and diverse group of people who live in East Cobb, colloquially known as East Cobbers, which is kind of cool because an cobber is an old fashioned Australian word for friend. Episode two still has some sound issues, mainly to do with me again, but it's really Renee you need to listen to. So here we go with bits and tips and tricks from East Cobb with Renee. Right. Well, Renee, thank you yes. for coming and welcome to Stories Not Stereotypes. I love it. The East Cobb Chronicles. <laughs> I love it. Where we're learning all about East Cobb and what may or may not make up the stereotype here. Mm-hmm. So if you can start by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I am a mother of two at Tritt. Um, I was born in South Georgia, but I moved to East Cobb when I was nine years old. Right, so you're long-term. Long-term. Um, I have a kid's little art studio, downtown Roswell. So that's my job, but I do try to participate in a lot of the kids' activities too, so I'm very flexible. Um, I am um, married to a guy who travels all week long, so I'm a single parent Monday through Friday, and that's about it. Okay, so you moved to East Cobb when you were nine. Yes, I went to Murdoch Elementary. Okay, and then and which went middle school? Dodgen. Right. And then I was the first full graduating class at Pope. Right. So. And so if your children continue on the path they're on, then they will also graduate yep. from Pope. Yes. And how do they feel about that? They think it's cool. When we go up to Pope, you know, with football or um, we've been up there for football, basketball games. I explained to them, this is the school that I grew up in and they're like well one day I'll be walking these halls too so they think it's cool and how did you end up here back here I mean oh so not everybody ends up no I um my parents live in Florida they commute between Florida and um, Big Canoe up north they left East Cobb when I was done with college I think yeah and um I moved, I worked in New York for a while, Monday through Friday, and I come back to Vinings and live on the weekends. I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for a year, and I just always came back here. I guess because it's home. My brother and sister are still here. My mom and dad are in the general area. And um, So where did you meet your husband? Is he from here? Yeah. No, he's from Chicago, but he lived here, and we met um, in work, work like 10, 15 years ago. Cool. Wait, it had to be 15 years ago. And how does he feel? Because, I mean, and how many people do you find grew up in East Cobb that are still here? Not many. In fact, most of my good friends, which I'm still good, I still have my core friends, but they're in Woodstock or north of here. But they're still kind of in the area. Yeah, but they're not in East Cobb. Okay. And what do they think about you being in East Cobb? I don't know. I don't know how people, you know, I don't I don't know. No. It's not... I mean, I'm sure they have their views. Yeah. You know, where they are. There's some things I can say about like Woodstock, why I don't want to be in Woodstock, 
because the schools aren't as good as East Cobb. And it's true. So what is it about the East Cobb schools? Mm, the teachers, the money. Yeah. I mean, we, we have the money in our PTA system. We have the money in our foundation to do stuff, extra, the extra, you know, activities and... Because that, that's new to me, like the whole thing about a public school having a foundation yeah. where we can contribute extra cash. It's almost like a semi-private school Yeah. in what it can offer. Absolutely. All the extra classes, all the extra art classes, all the extra acting classes. I mean, all of the science classes, the chess classes, all of it. Um, and like my friends up in Woodstock, they can't even get parents to contribute to their PTA. And there was a couple of the... Um, nicer schools up there that are trying to establish a foundation but again they can't get money to the pta so how are they gonna get money people to invest in the foundation here it's established the schools are all established um they're solid and was it a, a foundation's a new thing did, did yeah did i didn't know what schools it, have a foundation when you were no growing no 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 they didn't all of it's new around here. So, but were the schools here, did they always have a good reputation? Yes. Walton was the school that everybody wanted to be at. Okay. Um, Dickerson, Walton. Um, and then, because when we found out we were going to Pope, I, I wanted that spirit that they had at Walton, the football, the, you know, just that, that it was already established and all your friends were going there. And then when we had, had to go to a new school, it was kind of heartbreaking. Can imagine. Yeah. Was it kind of cool being the first grade? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, once, you know, after a year, I was absolutely fine with it, but I did want to go to Walton. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, you grew up thinking that's yeah, where you were going. Absolutely. And perhaps you can help me in where is East Cobb? Okay, so East Cobb. <laughs> what are the borders? Oh, oh it drives me nuts because I know it. <laughs> East Cobb has always been east of 75. Okay. And West Cobb is west of 75. But okay. it does have borders. Uh, paper mill to it uh riverside yep it's the south border north border is shallowford to post oak trip oh wait so are we in it or are we at no we're in it oh we're in no, it. no no north of oh north of shallowford oh the, the other end of like shallowford. yeah so once you go to the end to sandy plains well like 100 meters down the road is, is the, roswell is the fulton county right line or whatever yeah, yeah. and now trickham People are putting Trickham and um, Mabry into East Cobb, okay. all the way to 92. All right. And does that change the schools that fall in there then? Or? Yeah, like Garrison Mill, which are all relatively new schools compared. Right. But it's just always been that way. When I think the reason was when people started moving up to the Burbs, the exit was either towards West Cobb or East Cobb. So that's how East Cobb got its name. Okay. You go because- east on Rosal Road or west on Rosal Road. Okay, because I was going to say, there's no North Cobb or South Cobb. Well, there is on the west side. Okay. So North Cobb, Kennesaw, Ackworth. Yep. And then South Cobb, Smyrna, Vinings. Okay. But we don't... So but they're we, all the west. East, on the east side, we don't talk north no. and south. We mm-hmm. just talk east. East Cobb. It's yeah. really bizarre. It's, it's, it's quite an interesting entity in yeah. itself. <laughs> which is why I want to talk about Although it. some people now consider East Cobb, the true East Cobb, the ones pat, south of Roswell Road, all the way down to Soap Creek. Like that's the, they, they think that's the, the one and only East Cobb. Like, so Roswell Road down to, past, down to the river. Okay. And to the interstate. Yeah. Okay. So I've looked it online and there's a lot of different yeah. sort of clarifications about it. But yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's not actually 
a place. No. I mean, Cobb County is a place. Yes. Yeah. And Cobb County falls within Marietta. Right. Marietta is bigger than Cobb. Yes. Or... Marietta City. Marietta City. And that's very confusing in and of itself. It's strange to me because there's a city and then there's a county. Yep. And we have Cobb County schools, but there's also Marietta City, city schools. City schools, yeah. And I don't understand any of that. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just because I'm you. No, just because I don't... I've never had to worry about that school system, I guess. I've never studied, you know. Okay. And so you've always lived back here. Mm-hmm. So your kids were born... I mean... They're, how, both, they're both born in Northside. Okay. They both were born in this house. Yeah. Yeah, the house you're yeah. living in now. Yeah. We rented a house. So I had a house over off Murdoch Road. My parents, when we moved here, um, until my dad built a house. So we rented a house in Wicks Creek. And then we built a house off Bill Murdoch Road, which was right across the street now from a huge development. It used to be the Horse and Hound, which was a huge veterinary clinic. Yeah. And um, so we built that house. It's still there. I want to go up to it every day and see what they've done inside of it. <laughs> you should just go I know. You could. I know. Can I just see what you've done? But I grew up in that house, and I left there when I was 21. So So what do you miss? I mean, Cobb's of East Cobb, well, Atlanta, mm-hmm. East Cobb, Georgia's changed a lot since oh, yeah. you were growing up. Not, no disrespect to your age. No, no, just, no, yeah. <laughs> just it's changed a lot. So what, what are things that were cool or good things to do when you were growing up that just aren't here anymore? Hmm. Things that you say, I really wish I could take my kids to that because that was something I loved to do. Well, Six Flags and Whitewater were always huge. Right. Now it's not so much. Okay. Because I think kids in this area expect to go down to Disney World. Yeah. On every vacation. So they don't make the time to go over to Whitewater or Six Flags. Um, Stone Mountain was big back in when we were in high school. And what do you do when you went to Stone Mountain? Like, we used to go all day. And, no, well, you do that. Yeah. And then the laser show was huge. Right, okay. Um, which I haven't taken my kids to. Yeah, me either. We've only been there during the day. No, I just... It's too... It's not convenient for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite far. Yeah. Now, um, those are the things that we did when we were in high school. The ice skating... Sparkles used to be down at Park Air. Okay. Um... Which is now ice skating, I think. Yeah. So it was roller skating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's down there. Still? No, 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 no. I, it was roller skating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, and now it's ice skating. Yeah. Everybody used to go to the Merchants Walk Theater, which is still there. Okay. So Merchants Walk, it, it, do you think that's like the center of East? That East? used to be, okay. So it used to be like um, the Avalon yeah. now, a modern day Avalon. I mean, a, you know, it, had, it was brick buildings. Um, restaurants full of restaurants beneath it and um, businesses accountants on top and then the theater was behind it oh okay they tore all that down right and just built Mm -hmm. totally retail yeah it just didn't work the the concept didn't work back then um, when they initially built it but it was like an Avalon type kind of like they didn't have name brand retailers right like they didn't have the gap but they had businesses below and Chaplin's I think was one of the restaurants that was in there I remember it because of a girlfriend and I, we would, um, to this day, we still make sloppy potatoes, like sliced tomatoes, fry them up, cheddar cheese, ranch dressing on top. And we would get that every Friday night and then go to the movie theater. Okay. I mean. I never knew what sloppy potatoes were. <laughs> so things like that you remember that you did every Friday night. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, all right, all right. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do in East Cobb? <sighs> Tennis. 
Tennis. <laughs> Do you know I was going to say that? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say um, that. Tennis and shopping. Going to the avenues and walking around. You think there's good shopping here? A little bit. I mean, it keeps everything keeps disappearing. I know, right? Yeah. What's going on at the I don't avenues? Know. Everything. Lucy went into Dick's. Yeah. So they closed that. I don't like going to North Point. I don't like going to the mall. No. <laughs> just, I don't like going to the mall, so. Okay. Where's your favorite place to eat? Um, Downtown Roswell. Not even in East Cobb. <laughs> I know, but I was, I was saying to Julie, we kind of claim it as East Cobb. We do. We really all, do. Particularly us, because we live so close, close. to it. So yeah. close. Um, I like to eat at Seed. Yeah. Um, Seed, Seed. In Marla's Tavern. Yeah. If I'm going to eat in East Cobb. But that's really it. So we live like OTP yeah. in Atlanta terms, which is outside, outside the, the perimeter. perimeter. And the perimeter is the 285, which is a highway that goes all around. And right. you could just drive around it. Well, it would take probably a day. Yes. In this traffic, well, it would take a day. traffic and accidents. Um, do you ever go ITP? Yes, I do. Okay. I go ITP. Um, I used to work in the Mart occasionally, which is the big fashion apparel place. Um, so I go in for that. I go in for concerts. I go in for dance competitions. Like, I'm leaving tomorrow, and I'll be there all weekend. Okay. Um, I do go into the museum, yeah. the museums. I do go to the Fox. I do go down to Virginia Highlands. Which way do you go? Do you take the 75 or the 400? I listen to the traffic reports. Okay. And I used to know the back roads before um, modern technology. Yeah. And now everybody knows my back roads. I used to go in down Atlanta Road, sneak in. I could get down there really quick. When I lived in Vinings, um, 400 used to be a breeze. No, it's a nightmare. It just depends on the day. And I listen to the traffic report. I think the thing is, too, we live kind of right bang smack in the middle of the 400 and the 75. Yeah, yeah. So if we want to go downtown, like, the GPS tells you to turn both ways. Yeah. But then if you go all the way, if the problem is Roswell Road getting to 75 can be a nightmare. Yes. And jumping on 400 takes me 10 minutes. Not long, right? Yeah. So I think it's further in miles, but it can be quicker right. in time. Yeah. So you're a dance mom. Yes. I don't, I'm not like the dance Talking mom. stereotypes, yes. can you just tell me a little bit about um, I'm not a dance mom like on the TV, but they, I have friends that are dance moms and okay. they, they make me crazy. Um, I always tell my daughter, if you want to quit this, this activity, I am ready for you to quit it. It's not my dream for you to be a dancer on Broadway. It's her dream right now at the age of 10. It is, yeah. And that's fine. And she and I'll continue to give them all my pay because it costs a lot of money. But there are some moms that are pushing and pushing their kids to be a dancer with, you know. Because they were dancers? Or some of them were. Because that was their dream and they didn't. Some of them were dancers. One of them is just a very competitive person by nature. And my daughter, I'm not bragging. She's a great dancer. Yeah. So is that her main thing? Does she do other sports? Or she, no, that's her main thing. Her main thing. Yeah. She did Fiddler this last week. Yeah. She loved that. She loves being on stage. Yes. And that's probably going to be the route she takes. Artie. She'll be an artsy person. Yeah. And then you have a son. Yes. And he is into sports. He is. Football, basketball, baseball. Okay. So football. Loved it. Very, football's becoming more controversial. Yeah. So what, what? I was, I was very skeptical at first. I was, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. But I love football in general. Yeah. Love college football. Love football. And, um. Is that a, is that a a Southern thing? Southern. It's definitely. It's definitely a Southern thing. So Southern people, just because I'm also new to it. Yeah. Are more likely to follow a college team than an NFL team. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Right, because colleges and football very big. Yeah. Okay. That CC is huge. And so, so he wanted to play. Now he's he started taking it. Yeah, and he he is. Um, I don't want to call him a wimp, but you know, he was seven. Yeah. And he's not a manly. <laughs> Can you stand up in all the gear you need to put on? Yeah. Seven. <laughs> so he started watching football, and he started taking an interest in it. And I was talking to a couple other football moms, and they were like, "Just do it. Just allow it." You know. So I allowed it, and he absolutely loved it. I don't know how far we'll go. Right. And when I'll freak out. Um, I find it fascinating because it's not a sport that I grew up with. Right. And it's very interesting and quite intense. Mm-hmm. And for little kids, there's a lot of stuff involved. You know, they've got to wear helmets and they've got padding and stuff. Yeah. But also they also have mini cheerleaders. Yep. Yep. And Hannah wants to do that too. And I'm like, well, we can't do that and dance. Yeah. Um, well, maybe if she gives up dance, she can. Yeah. Be a cheerleader. <laughs> be a cheerleader. <laughs> And like the little kids, like the, the elementary school kids, like wear their cheerleading costumes oh, yeah. to school, and it's just like on TV. It's huge. <laughs> it's they were just like high school. They copy the high schoolers because every Friday the cheerleaders have to wear their uniform, and the football players wear their jerseys. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's a whole new world to yeah. me. Um, and I've gotten in arguments with mo- not arguments, but moms have judged me, like right in front of my face. I would, yeah, I would never allow my child up at Tret all the time. How important do you think uh, the neighborhood is that you live in, in your East Cobb experience? How important do I think yeah, it is? Yeah, how important do you um, think it is? I think it's good for establishing a foundation for the kid, you know, for the kids and their friends, and I think it's pretty important. I grew up on Bill Murdoch Road. I didn't have a neighborhood. Yeah. So I didn't have that. Um, so did you make a conscious decision to live in a neighborhood? Yes. Yeah. As opposed to not. Yeah socializing at the pool and tennis and knowing where the kids were because I'll let my kids now go in the neighborhood I'm not scared oh mine too I mean well I've got one that stays in the basement a lot of the time <laughs> yeah but the other one she comes home from school has a snack and she's out outside here, she gets a scooter and off she goes yeah that's how I am with um Reed. he's out I don't let him I'll go all the way like to the front of our neighborhood by the Lake. Yeah. Well, luckily we've got like three kids in the same class that are on our street. See, so they yeah. just and there's a cul-de-sac, so they just all. Yeah, that doesn't scare me. Yeah. No, I I know that people ask, you know, what about people, you know, taking kids from the street? And he said, the guy said, look, it, it's the same likelihood as when you were growing up. Right. That that's going to happen. He said, the online world is so much more scary. You need to know a lot more about that. Yeah. You know how to judge your child's maturity. To, to make that decision, yeah. yep. You you don't know what's going, what's on. going on, absolutely. Through the computer screen, and I thought it was really good because I often feel a little bit, you know, bad about it. Like yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, I saw your child, and she was over there." I was like, "Thanks." And sometimes I get text messages from other moms, "Your child's here." We I do like too. A, we have like a group WhatsApp for our for our neighborhood, and um, they're like, "She's here." I was like, "That's great, thanks." Tell her she needs to be home by eight. Yeah, which I've told her. I did the same thing. But it's just like I feel sometimes that maybe people think I'm a little bit lax, but I, you know, you know your child. I just, exactly. Like the other one, I wouldn't have let him at the same age do what she's mm-hmm. doing at eight, but she's like eight going on twelve. Like she really yeah. has got her head screwed on. I mean, I wouldn't let her out on the main road and no, walk up to no. her friend in the next neighborhood, no. which she wants to do, but she won't do it because right. she knows that she would just lose all her privileges. I'm the same way. You can't be that helicopter parent the whole time. No, I, I think so. I think 
And they have to have fun and being outside. I mean, that's what childhood is about. I get it all the time. People are like, do you know that Ree's down here by the stop sign? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> do you think there is a stereotype of people that live in East Coast? Yes. Okay. I do. So what? I mean, I, you know, I hate to not, I hate to use that word, but it, there is, there are, there, like that one was perfect. That little movie. Yeah. Again, I just showed Renee the video that I showed Julie yeah. as well. <laughs> you have the, um, you have the helicopter parents. You have the ones that have every single magnet on the back of their car for every activity they participate in. That's huge. That's yeah. the typical East Cobb. With all their Alta magnets and all their sports magnets and what school they go to. And um, I make an effort not to put those things in my car. <laughs> I put personal ones on my car. I'm kind of like, a, like a, I like to blend and meld. But you know, I have them in the back of the trunk and the kids will slide them on. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be like, I'll go to the car wash. I'll take them off. And then... I put them on the fridge. Like the school ones and the yeah. things that go on the fridge. I think it's good that they give you magnets and not I stickers. do too. I just think... Stickers, stickers. Yeah. I just think it gets crazy when you see a car with like 20, um, yeah. 20 magnets thrown on there. But yeah, I mean, there are definitely the stereotype that it's the stay-at-home moms who husbands bring home the money and the women are out playing tennis and... Yes. Okay. But is that... And do you think people look at that in a bad way? Like, Some do. Yeah. And if you are that person, is that a bad thing? No. No. <laughs> I mean, to each their own, but it's the judging. I think a lot of people in East Cobb judge. Yeah. So I, do you remember the, there was a meme on the internet a few years, like last year, maybe or the year before, who knows, they all go so quickly. And they have like six pictures and it says, what my friends think I do, what my mom thinks I do. What yes, yes. Do, you know that one? Yes. So if you're thinking, you know, what I think I do or mm -hmm. versus what I actually do, what, what picture would you think about for that? Oh, uh, I think people think that I'm lazy and play tennis all day because <laughs> I'm always dressed in tennis gear. Yeah. Well, apparently that's, that's part of, I don't know, have you read my Yeah, I did read it, but I read it. A long time ago, and I cannot remember. Yeah, that's one of the things. Um, that women are triathletes. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but I also get up in the morning at the same time every morning. I do check my email. I organize my work day. Yeah. If, if I happen to play a tennis match for two hours in the day, that's great. But I'm also going to go down to my studio yeah. and feed my animals and clean up. And, I have, and then I'll come back home. And I may or may not take a shower, but I have that flexibility. Yeah. I'll still keep the tennis clothes on. But I'll work three or four hours in the afternoon. Yeah. So whenever you see someone. And then, yeah. And then out. I'll take my kids doing, you know, I'll take Hannah to dance, drop her off, leave, go to the grocery store, still be in my tennis gear. Um, I'll go back home and work for another two or three hours. Yeah. I don't sit down at the TV and relax and have my wine until everybody's back home, fed, 8, 30, 10, 9 o'clock at night. But I think a lot of people think, oh, she lives a life of luxury. Yeah. I had a working mom say something to me the other day at Tritt. I came up there in my tennis gear and she's like, look at you, typical stereotypical mom from East Cobb wearing your tennis outfit. And I was like, I've been working all day. I played tennis yeah. this morning. <laughs> but you have a job where you can wear what I can you wear, want. yeah. And I shower, like this morning I got up and showered. Yeah. 
Me too. <laughs> I mean, just because you were covering your But challenge. don't, yeah. And because it's raining and yeah. I couldn't play tennis. Yeah, but don't call me, you know, a lazy. Do you think that's what she was calling you? I think so. I think people think that some, that when you're dressed like that, walking around East Cobb, that you're living the life of luxury, sitting on your couch, eating bonbons all day, watching the view. I try not to justify it when people say, make comments like that to me. I'm like, I don't, they're not worth it. I'm not going to explain to them what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing in my life. I think it's very frustrating because uh, for someone who's like that and, you know, in other countries I've lived in, I haven't been able to work. So mm-hmm. I've had to find things to fill my day right. that are not work, you know, volunteering or, yeah. you know, and playing tennis is East Cobb's version of a social skill. Right. You know, you you make a lot of friends. I mean, I play in the Sunday tennis team. All those ladies work. Work, right. Most of them work. And, you know, they don't, I think that's the nice thing about it. It's a Sunday team. So no one's, there's no pressure of anything. It's very relaxed. It's very relaxed. Everyone enjoys playing tennis. Everyone enjoys spending the afternoon together. It's their release, together. yeah. But... You know, there's no real judgment or anything going right. on there, I don't think. No. I don't know. Like, no. There's not. They're great. It's, it is a completely different team. <laughs> Have you ever been on the board of an no. HOA? No. It's an experience. They've asked, <laughs> and I said no. Well, they call to serve. Here they say, well, you know, there's only so many homes, and everybody does it. So, so you need to do, you yeah. need to do it for two years and just come along. And Wow. My husband said, yeah, that's great. I'll do it. And then he sent me an email. <laughs> So you're doing it. So I'm doing it. I, it's quite, it's, it's insightful. You know, I've never lived anywhere like this. And, you know, so I look at it from the point of view of, well, I'm just learning. And learning about, about people's yeah. personalities and, yeah. I think it's no different to being on a PTA or a foundation right. board. Like, it's just a whole lot of people who try to achieve something, but, and they're there for a common purpose. But it can in be the a end, bit crazy yeah. in the meantime. Yeah. So you do you belong to any PTA boards or? I am on the PTA boards? board okay. at Tritt. I'm the historian. Oh, the historian. Yes. So I take all the pictures and right. then I put them together for a uh, scrapbook, which I just completed last week for okay. this year. And then the, our PTA president just called me up and said, "You're going to be on next year too, aren't you? <laughs> Pretty please." <laughs> so I'll do it again. Well, they have like co-presidents this year, right? Yeah, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. An East Cobb PTA president lives at that school yeah so so because the pta is the same everywhere right nationwide the yeah. PTA is the same yeah so why do we in our area have more involvement is it because the parents are more involved in yes the, school? the parents are more involved um we give more money the teachers like the parents to help and they provide they know that the parents will provide more for them you know and do you think the teachers ever feel the parents are interfering in the school i think some do i think some love it so, um, and I think others don't want anyone in their classroom. No. <laughs> and they'll tell you. Uh, summer camps. Do I do them? Yeah. Partic- yes. Um, well, you run them. Well, I run them. So I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I also send my kids to, um, at least one really good one. Okay. Sleepaway or local? Hannah has been on Sleepaway twice now. Reed, he may go this year. I'm not quite I don't know if he'll be ready. Yeah. If he has a friend, he might be. Um, Hannah's very independent, so she'll do... Whatever. Yeah. She would go to Europe by herself with yeah. a group of kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, they each get one big camp. And then dance, we're gone for two and a half weeks. Right. For and nationals. Vegas? This year, we're going to New York City. 
Okay, yes. so Vegas. Last year was Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> that was interesting. That's impressive. And New York in summer. Yeah. And so wh- where do you stay? Like We're renting a condo in Midtown. In, in Midtown. So we're five, five blocks from... They'll take classes. Is it like Glee? Like, <laughs> almost. They'll, um, they break it up. So like one day they'll have... They do classes every day. Right. They'll teach. They'll have different choreographers come in and teach them. And then they'll have like a day or two of solos, a day or two of duets. And then they'll have group competitions. So it just spans two weeks. Okay. And that's your whole daughter's dance trip goes? Or just some of them? Or what? Like the it, whole... Um, selected... So no, like, well, is the, it like a baseball travel team. Kind of. I mean, it's the highest. Like with this dance company, they break their performing companies up. So they have the, you know, the kind of the basic performing company, and they don't go to New York. And right. then they have the higher level okay. that you have to audition for. Oh, you audition for it, right? And so then, you audition for the opportunity to go, right? And then your parents have to turn up with the money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's not cheap. Yeah. So obviously, some people would discourage their children from audition. Yes. For that reason. And some parents do. They say, you know, you're only doing the the lower yeah. level this year. Yeah. Um, we, we can't afford it. That's not. Yeah. It's a, be cheap. No, it's Two not. Two and a half weeks anywhere, like, and it's not a family holiday. No. So you're not saying, okay, we could. Stay. We could stay up here for two weeks because you have no schedule. I mean, you have to be on their schedule. Uh, monograms. Yes. No. Or no. But you're a southerner. No, I can't stand. <laughs> so why? I don't know. I, I think, it, I don't know. I just. It's a no. It's a no. <clears throat> so does your. Chicago. He's, you know, he makes so, fun of all the southern traditions. <clears throat> does he embrace any of them? Or are there any that he's taken on and said, this is pretty cool because I'm going to do this? No. Even though I'm from Chicago. No. I might be a bit too cool for that. He goes on the fishing trips with my family and stuff, and but he doesn't, and he brings his tradition to, to us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So what would you say you've adopted from St. which is not actually... I never similar. had... When I moved here in fourth grade, kids made fun of me. Because people in Scott Kids that were here don't have that Southern accent. No, but they kind of do now. So when I moved here, I talked like this. Yeah. And they were... Wow. Right. So... So you changed. I just did. I when just you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, my, my daughter, when we lived in Hong Kong, she sounded like a Filipino speaking English. Did she really? Because our nanny I was a Filipino who we love. And then when we went to South Africa, it took about six months and she sounded like a South African. Like an English speaking South African. Because hers is changing. Because there's different types of South African English. And then I think, you know what? Her teacher in kindergarten here had a very strong southern right accent. do you remember her teacher? oh yes 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 and she i love her to death but so does my daughter and she just totally took it on and so now she sounds a little bit oh i need like to hear i'm like from the swampland wow <laughs> but then but that's last grown. year we went to australia for a month or five weeks over summer and she kind of picked up a bit did of she that. yeah so she's just one of those people that can change you know she can and she's growing and she learning talks. yeah, yeah. And she's around you all the time. Yeah, and she's around me. So, but she doesn't. She gets angry at me if I say a word, a way that she thinks should be said differently. Like I'll say, "Can you get the water?" She says, "It's not water. It's water." I'm water. Like, water. Whatever she says, <laughs> I can't even say it. So she gets very upset about that. But I, I say, "Look, you know, you. I don't change your accent for anything. Yeah. I only require one word, mum. No mom. 
Mama require. M U M. Yeah, and it's that's my sweet. Only requirement. I said that's it. You can say any other word any way you like. But, but mum, that's sweet. Mum, and that's it. And so we kind of have this standoff, which we have over a lot of things. But <clears throat> she does mum. When she's angry with me, she'll write M O M on something. Oh no. <laughs> <coughs> well, the kids will be good. Yeah. So whatever. But so if someone was moving to East Cobb. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them? Or if they're on you in East Cobb, what, what's, what's the lowdown? Um, let me think. <laughs> if you have any. I mean. Well, I mean, <clears throat> get involved in the school. Um, get involved in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Be nice. <laughs> Don't be judgmental. Don't come in here with that, you know. Um... That's it, really. Do you belong to like a church community? I grew up in Johnson's Ferry Baptist Church. Okay. The huge Yeah. I call it now the East Cobb Country Club. Right. <laughs> I am no longer at that church. Okay. For several reasons. Alright. Um because churches here are kind of big communities. Yes. And and uh, I mean I was talking to Julie and I said, What advice would you give to someone moving to East Cobb? And she said, don't be offended if the first question someone asks what you church? Is, yes. what church yeah. you belong to. That will be one of the first questions people ask you. Um, we're members of Rosalind United now. Right. We don't attend like we should. But I do want to get the kids involved more. Um, I think I want to go over to North Point. Okay. Because it is a great community. So many people go there. And it's not just East Cobb. Yeah. So it's Buckhead, Woodstock, East Cobb. So people travel for church too? Well, they're, they have satellites. Right, okay. So they have um, oh, okay. Watermark up in Woodstock, and they yep. have Buckhead Church in North Point, but it's all right on North Point. Okay. But it's non-denominational. Yep. Um, it's got a great, great kids um, program. Um, because it's quite involved here. Yeah. Religion. And it's another judgmental thing. Um that people judge you on and I just technically people shouldn't really judge about that but <laughs> you would think <laughs> but in East Cobb it's just it's just so strange to me because I when I grew up or or I I mean I went to a church school I went to a boarding school we went to chapel every morning I went to church on weekends with school they put us on the bus but I when I left school and went to university and worked, I couldn't tell you where any of my friends went to church. Yeah. Or if they went to church. Right. I don't even know. Whereas here it's like a the first question people ask you. It's a big thing. What do you think about cars? Cars in East Cobb. Do you think there's a certain like you see a car, you like so it's quite handy because all cars have Cobb County on the number plate. Yes. <laughs> and see that's my problem too, because I drive a nice car and people can judge me because of that. <laughs> But I like my car because it's rugged and safe. Rugged and safe. <laughs> rugged and safe. It really is. I mean, like, if someone hit my car, my kids are not going to get Oh, hurt. that's perfect. You know, it's a steel cage. Yeah. So I'm just a rugged, like, I've always had a big car. Okay. So, but your car's more the SUV. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think perhaps the image of an East Cobb mom is more... Minivan. <laughs> I'm just, I if have... If we're talking stereotypes. Yeah. If we're talking stereotypes, it's definitely a minivan. Um, I have plenty of friends that have minivans, and I make fun of them all the time. I just, I make fun of it because it's not me. 
personally. I also don't have a minivan, no. so I can't have it. Although I love the feeling of going and standing beside the door and it just opens. That I do miss. I do miss. And we have taken it. I've taken a couple trips in some friends' minivans and I'm like, this thing is really comfortable. Yeah. And she's like, I told you. I just, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever have a minivan. No. Well, I now don't. not at this point because my kids are Older. eight and 10, but yeah. the sliding open, the door, the slide. <laughs> but yeah, that's a typical stereo, I guess, stereotypical East Cobb mom with her minivan and her magnets on the back of the car another thing i would tell people like if they move here because my friend that just moved here to the ball field she's like oh my gosh this is a completely different world than woodstock for example there are lots of moms that do like to compete like let's say snacks oh god snacks like i had a snack the other day for ball field and i ordered pizza yeah and i went to go buy some gatorade i forgot napkins i forgot plates I didn't care. I'm like, if they're boys. They just got the baseball field. And then the team next to us, she had themed baseball plates, baseball cups, napkins. She had made sandwiches, chips. That's snack? For snack. And I was like, it, the fact that I got pizza alone was pretty, that's pretty good. I was going to say, wow. Most people just do pretzels and whatever. But it was dinner time, so I was like, I'll just get cheap half-off Domino's. Yeah. But... I'm also not going to be, and you could tell some of the moms were like, where are the napkins and the plates? How could she forget the napkins and plates? Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it was fun. I really had fun talking to you. This was fun. And I, um, and I hope that you had fun too. I did. So that was Renee and her East Cobb story. I'd love to hear from you about what you want to hear about East Cobb and perhaps some people who you might like to listen to. You can comment on the Facebook page, Stories Not Stereotypes, or on the web at storiesnotstereotypes.com. Today's episode, again, is brought to you by East Cobb Active Release. Dr. Donna Anaselli at East Cobb Active Release is a specialist in chiropractic care, active release techniques, and massage therapy. Do you have a tennis elbow? Have you got a CrossFit nickel? Or just a running or training injury? Or just done something really bad? Dr. Anaselli can fix it for you. She can be found at eastcobactiverelease.com on the web or eastcobactiverelease on Facebook. Check it out. You won't be sorry. Next time on Stories Not Stereotypes, the East Cobb Chronicles, I speak to Rachel, a fellow Australian who's lived in East Cobb for a number of years but is now moving out. She's very free with her opinions and views on the East Cobb stereotype. It's certainly worth a listen. See you then. Bye.